Religion is our theme on Soul Talks today. We're so glad you've joined us. We're Bill and Christy Galtier, the founders of Soul Shepherding. We teach you to thrive with Jesus in life and leadership. One way we do this is through the practice of Ignatian meditation, in which we imagine ourselves in a gospel passage. God wants to do for you more than you can imagine. As Paul says in Ephesians 3.20, the Lord uses the Bible and our soul talks with other Christ followers to minister the grace of Christ to us. If you and your friends want to experience this fresh and prayerful approach to Bible reading, go to the store on soulshepherding.org and download a copy of our popular Ignatian Meditation Guides. Today on Soul Talks, we're continuing our discussion of Ignatian meditation in our series called Imagine, and for imagining ourselves in the gospel with Jesus. That is the best place to be in the good news story of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and hearing what he has to say to us in our life and work and relationships and ministry today. And so we want to give a shout out to Ed Mowry, who is in our Soul Shepherding community and thanks us for our Ignatian meditation guides that are available on Soul Shepherding as a PDF download with 60 gospel meditations in the format of using our imagination in the way that Ignatius taught. Ed says, these meditations are a godsend. Thank you so much for investing the time to write these. I'm doing a 30-day retreat and finding the text to meditate on and deciding on uh, the process for that is, is becoming a bit of a chore. And then I found your Ignatian Meditation Guides and it's all laid out for me so I can relax and spend more time praying. Mm. Well, that's what we want is to yeah. be in that relational space with the Lord. And so our Ignatian Meditation Guides really facilitate that and Hope that you who are listening have checked those out, and you can use those for your personal devotions, for a small group that you're leading. Uh, you can use those for a 30-day retreat or series of retreats like Ed did, but it doesn't have to be on retreat. It can just be in the course of daily life. We can benefit greatly from this way of imagining ourselves in the Bible text with the Lord and the, the people of the Scriptures. Yeah. And I appreciate the work that you did on these. I saw you for months researching and working to try to get the purest version that you could of what Ignatian did and make that available to us. And then it being so fruitful for us, share that with our people. Most of what we do is soul shepherding. We, we do out of the overflow of our own life with God. And, and then it's so fun. The Lord brings friends uh, that want to follow Jesus with us. Yeah. Uh, like I'm thinking about uh, Nick and Sarah in England, mm -hmm. and they're teachers of the Ignatian practices of scripture meditation and prayer and found us through the internet because of our Ignatian meditation guides and are so appreciative of that resource. And so they came all the way from England to join us in our Soul Shepherding Institute. And they're in our spiritual direction training yeah. too. So it's really fun. Of course, we all love their accent, yeah. <laughs> but their heart as well. Yeah, great people. It is fun to see how God is working all around the world. And one of the things is that we promised in our last episode that I want to get into here is that we would talk about how um, this practice of a nation meditation opened me up unconsciously um, and surprised me in an area that I was not 
really expecting, or maybe I was, and that was part of my resistance to doing the exercises or my fear was, was that. But it, one of the things that helped me was seeing how hard you worked on putting this together. And some of the reading I did as well. And going into our sabbatical, I kind of took courage to say, okay, well, I've got to do this because Bill's worked so hard putting this together. <laughs> I can't say no. <laughs> He's worked so hard to prepare this. And well, at least I didn't lock you up in a monastery for 30 days. That's right. We, yeah. <laughs> we talked about going to a, a monastery, which we had done a number of retreats in monasteries, yeah. and that can be a wonderful place to go. But for yeah. 30 days, uh, that felt yeah. a little uh, dark and, and yeah. dreary and confining to you. It did. So we compromised, and yeah. we spent our 30 days in beautiful places by yeah. the ocean <laughs> where we had quiet and solitude, yeah. and we could do the Ignatian meditations. And we had a spiritual director that we met with over the phone individually yeah. and collectively. And so felt like we really got uh, guidance in the spiritual exercises of Ignatius that way. Yeah, and we did. It was great. So one of the things that came for me out in these times of meditation was as I would experience myself in scripture passages, gospel passages, and imagine myself there in these times with what was happening around me. Oftentimes, I would find myself projecting on to Jesus uh, maybe a frown or a scold, an attitude in some of his words. I remember um, one example of this would be the meditation on when the woman washed Jesus' feet with her hair and the perfume, and one of the disciples said, what a waste, you know, this money could have been Mm -hmm. used to feed the poor. And the way that Jesus responded, you know, I saw myself as being that disciple saying that, what a waste. Because one of the things about me is I could be very frugal and I can be even stingy to, you know, my frugality can turn into a sin and, and lean towards stinginess. And so I was purposely practicing seeing myself as that disciple and how Jesus would respond and so the projection that I saw into Jesus' face was one that was pretty painful for me being kind of rebuked or scolded in that. Mm-hmm. And just recognizing that there was a theme that I kept encountering that in these meditations. And yet talking with you, with my spiritual director, and getting that, well, why? Why are you seeing Jesus say it that way? Why are you seeing Jesus' face that way? Why are you, in exploring why I was feeling shame? Yeah. In that. And so it, it became exposing. It was like the Lord shining a light on my soul and what it is in my formation that made me vulnerable to shame. Yeah. So what you're sharing, Christy, is that meditating on the gospel passage, uh, which is uh, life-giving, of course, but yet it, there was an experience you were having that was not life-giving. It was life-draining because you were experiencing judgment and condemnation for being stingy Mm -hmm. and struggling with that versus the mercy and compassion of the Lord, which, of course, theologically, intellectually, you you know about that and have for many years and teach that, but you're saying at a very deep level in your emotions, maybe the little girl inside was feeling judged. Yeah, I was exposing that, how unconsciously I tend to maybe feel judged by some of Jesus' teachings or some of the things that, some of the stories in Scripture. And what came out to me, what was revealed to me as I looked at this, I was kind of forced to look at this, 
and face this, that, that much of Scripture I avoid or turn away from, or um, maybe if I was really gut-level honest, don't even like, because of this unconscious response within me that I, that I have, or this projection that I project onto Jesus. And so to really lean into that and experience that and be honest about that and share that, you know, process that in a spacious way in my, in my journaling after doing the meditation and then, you know, sharing that with my spiritual director and with you and letting you, you both um, challenge me to do some archaeology as to where that was coming from and what my image of God was and why, what had shaped it to be that way. So you're really in this process of meditation that you're sharing with us, uh, you're really reflecting deeply on your emotions and your experience. Yes. And my, in things that I have been avoiding and defending against and keeping down in my unconscious. Yeah. Shame is like the most painful feeling when you're feeling not only guilty about uh, a shortcoming, but you're feeling bad about yourself. Yeah, and I, you know, I mean, I even started there with with that meditation and other ones, thinking, feeling shame that I even identified with the disciple that was critical mm. of the woman, and knowing that even if I had, knowing that I would be capable even of clouding my stinginess with a virtue like concern for the poor. Yeah, well, it takes a lot of courage to identify with Judas, you know, that we avoid that sort of association. Uh, But Jesus loved Judas. You especially see that in Matthew's Gospel where Jesus kisses him. And there's nothing in the Bible that says that Judas is in hell. Uh, God loved Judas, and uh, we have reason to hope that that Judas uh, found forgiveness somewhere in there, even though he killed himself in despair and hopelessness. But uh, that was very bold of you to be open to your feelings uh, around the the frugality and with withholding of resources, and to then open up to the feelings of guilt and shame around that, and pray about that, and process that in relationship, so that you could uh, heal in this area. There's there's a little girl deep deep in there in your heart and. Uh, in your history, that feels like it's not okay to to be wrong or to make a mistake or to have uh, 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 emotional hurt that's uh, in a big need. That's right, and i I think it took me this process. I think this process of going through the Ignatian meditations and the the faith and the love I was growing in through them was giving me courage because that that particular meditation was one of the later ones. And it did give me courage to lean into that and say, okay, while I felt resistance to identify with Judas in that meditation, I took courage to push through that resistance and to say, okay, there is a part of me that is like Judas in this way. And I'm I'm going to own that. And I'm going to enter into that in this meditation, and I'm going to be there in that. And it was painful in the one sense to identify with Judas and then to see the way that I expected Jesus to respond. And then then there was a surprise where I felt like the Lord showed me 
No, his response to Judas about, you know, you'll always have the poor was was actually said with a compassion and a scene that that Judas was using that as an excuse and redirecting him and even inviting Judas and me to see and to own that that was a cover for a part of our hearts that really needed God's grace and forgiveness. So, Christy, it really uh, strikes me that your story here, that in the course of this series of Ignatian meditations that you did during our sabbatical, that you were growing in a deepening trust in the Lord and His compassion and His mercy. And through the process of the Ignatian meditations, and this was helping you to to uncover deeper emotions and needs within you and to pray about these these goings on inside your soul. And that's what then in turn helped you to receive that deeper healing mercy from the Lord. It did. One of the things that was really helping me with that was as I was as I would encounter my unconscious expectations of how I thought Jesus would look at me with condemnation. And my resistance to that or my fear of that or surprise when I would go into the meditation and then I would see that and then I'd process that and share that with you or with my spiritual director. And you both would help me to see that that wasn't... You'd help me to see where I was blocked in receiving God's love and trusting His love. And as I'd listen to you, I'd be so enthralled with your trust in Jesus and His love and how loving He was and that He was... He was loving and he was, instead of condemning. And even where he was correcting, it was in, in a loving way, in a willing, good way, not a scolding way that I had, had kind of projected or expected. And so I remember getting frustrated that I, in the process of these meditations that I kept running into my own projections and wrong images of God. And I saw how that those wrong images of God had really inhibited my faith in God and my trust in God and my relationship with Him and in my formation in Him. And I remember I continued to say to you and to, to Tom, the spiritual director who was guiding us, you know, oh, I just, I just want to have the image of God that you guys have. <laughs> you know, I want to see Jesus the way you're seeing Him, not with these distortions, but... I had to own up to and look at my distortions first. Yeah, and then you had to get free of the self-shaming and mm-hmm. self-hatred. And that's that's the real uh, painful challenge here is that when any of us, uh, you who are listening, when you realize that you've got a weakness, a fault, uh, a broken area, a sin, it's, it's tempting for us to um, feel bad about that and judge ourselves about that because... We realize that we've been uh, hurting ourselves, hurting other people, not honoring the Lord like we want to because of this this resistance or this defense mechanism or sin pattern in our life. And so what you're modeling for us, Christy, is that you were able to shift from, from self-hatred to uh, the soothing voice of the Holy Spirit uh, through the Word of God. And so you moved from shame to sadness. Mm-hmm. You move from the posture of self-condemnation and isolation into a place of uh, grief and 
expressing your sadness to the Lord and mm-hmm. to safe people mm-hmm. so that there could be this flow of mercy now coming to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this was this ended up being a part of a work of repentance, not not a repentance that's self-flogging or condemning, but which is where I had been before, where I'd been stuck, but into a principle which was changing my thinking. God used this mm-hmm. to actually redeem my imagination and to rewrite my imagination from these unconscious negative projections of my bad image of God onto Jesus, but instead to help redeem it and help me to see Jesus more accurately and to receive his his loving gaze and words mm. more accurately. Yeah, repent means, uh, the New Testament word for repent means think again about your thinking or feel again about your feeling because uh, thoughts and feelings are connected. And, and your story is illustrating that, that in your Bible meditations, it was not just a cerebral process, but you were, uh, with the, by cooperating with the Spirit of Jesus, and the, you know, Psalm 139, we, we, we do this we, with following David's lead. We pray, search me, O God, test me, know my heart, see if there is any anxious or offensive way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. And so that... Uh, Praying for God to, to search us and know us and being opening, opening up to the uncovering work of the Holy Spirit. See, that's what you were doing there, and it was healing for you because you joined with the voice of grace uh, in the scriptures, the voice of unfailing love and mercy, uh, the voice of God whose compassions are new every morning. And so that you were able to get out of shame and move into a place of, of sadness and empathy. Mm-hmm. That's really key. I, I needed to be able to do this with another person who could be an ambassador of Christ to me, who could empathize with me and not reject and condemn me when these things came up or were exposed, but could be an agent of God's grace to me and help me take courage to look again at the face of Christ and see love, not condemnation. Yeah, discipleship to Jesus is not a, a, a solo self-help project. Mm-hmm. It's a, a body of Christ activity. It's a community endeavor. And we, we go to the Word of God and the Holy Spirit with the help of brothers and sisters in the Lord. We really do need each other. Even our experiences in solitude are best if they're wrapped in community uh, as you've illustrated, perhaps we talk with a spiritual director or a soul friend before or after our time of solitary prayer, and that that balance, that interplay is is so fundamental to the spiritual life, those rhythms, and we've embedded that into our Soul Shepherding Institute each of our, our weeks as we go through our course and spiritual formation and soul care. We guide you in rhythms of some solitude and silence we call TLC, for To Love Christ, and we take five hours of space for the soul and for prayer and for rest, but, but that's all wrapped in community and spiritual guidance so that we have help processing our feelings and our experiences. And these are the rhythms that we need in our life and in our churches, in our small groups, our discipleship training programs, and it's not just spiritual stuff, it's also life relational stuff, psychological stuff, because we have you know feelings and, and struggles that are built into this that we need to uh, cooperate with the, the work of the Holy Spirit. And uh, So Christy, what a blessing to hear your experience, how you saw yourself with Jesus to be shame-free 
through Ignatian Prayer. And I hope that you who are listening get a hold of our Ignatian Prayer Guides. It'll be a great blessing for you and your friends. Uh, easy to download. You can get it in, in, in seconds. And it's an attractive booklet full of 61-page meditations in the gospel texts are arranged in the order that uh, Ignatius intended and put in the spiritual exercises. So we love sharing those with you, our soul shepherding community. Jesus, how grateful we are to you for the ways that you used Ignatius and you used your word to correct our wrong ideas about you. And we pray for our listeners, Lord, that you would be active by your grace, correcting their wrong ideas about you, redeeming their imaginations for greater love and grace and power in their lives for your glory. Amen. We appreciate hearing from you. Please share your comments with us on Soul Shepherding's Facebook, YouTube, or website. You can also do this with your podcast player on the Soul Talks page. Most of all, we love to follow Jesus Christ with you. One way we can do this is through our Ignatian Meditation Guides resource, which features 61-page gospel meditations. We guide you and your friends step-by-step in how to imagine yourself with Jesus in a Bible passage and pray for the grace you need in your life today. You can download Ignatian Meditation Guides from the store on soulshepherding.org.